Blog Talk Radio. on allhabs.net with your host, Chris G. Welcome to episode 169 of the Habs 360 podcast. My name is Chris G at Chris G1980 for this Saturday, February 27th, 2016. We are a couple of days uh, until trade deadline. And well, the Canadians already started uh, with the moves yesterday, we're going to talk about those in a couple of minutes. So, uh, so Habs 360, the most informative, the most interactive podcast you'll find. You can reach us via Twitter at Habs360. And while we have a bunch of uh, questions out there on the social media as well on the, the All Habs Facebook page, we want to know what do you think of uh, yesterday's trade of the Canadians, Dale Weiss, Thomas Fleischman, they went off to the Chicago Blackhawks. Give us your comments. What are you expecting from now until trade deadline? Any more moves for uh, Mark Bergevin? And well, it's an exercise that we do every year right before a trade deadline is we look at the Canadians roster at the organization and while well, we talk about who are the untouchables so for the Montreal Canadiens. You can also reach us via telephone at one eight seven seven four five five forty nine forty five to let us know. And well, we're going to be interactive. We'll be reading your responses and your comments throughout the entire episode today. And as we look ahead to the game between the Canadians and the Leafs tonight at the Bell Center. And while the Leafs are in town, our Habs three sixty poll question that's pinned. On the profile, it's, well, the Leafs, we know they're rebuilding. They've done a lot of moves to uh, get rid of some uh, some players with some term. 
And the Habs, they're, we don't know what they're doing. Are they rebuilding? Who knows what they're doing? So the question is, right now, would you rather be a Habs or a Leafs fan? So you could do that uh, via the uh, poll question at Habs360. Joining me to talk about all this busy week for the Montreal Canadiens, look back and uh, uh, look ahead to the busy week coming up for uh, the Bleu Blanc Rouge, editor-in-chief and owner of the All Habs Network of Sites, Rick Stevens. Rick, welcome back. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. Uh, was uh, on the road with the Ice Caps last week in Binghamton, and and uh, I'm I'm sure you missed me terribly, right? Not at all. I guess that answers your question, right? <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're glad you're back. Yeah, obviously, that would be. Uh, I, I've made no no. Uh, you know, I'm not hiding anything. No surprises. I want to be a Montreal Canadian. Uh, it's, it's been a dream come true to play here. This is where I want to be. I choose to be in Montreal and I uh, work for it all summer and uh, I'm happy to be here. So I don't know. I'm, I, I wish I, I'd stay here. So those were the final words of Dale Weiss and Thomas Fleischman with the Montreal Canadiens. This was uh, yesterday. And well, they both mentioned that they want to stay here as Montreal Canadiens. And well, both of them were traded to the Chicago Blackhawks yesterday evening. The Canadians, in return, acquire uh, Philip uh, Dunault from uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. He'll be wearing number 24 and will be in the lineup tonight. Canadians also get a second-round draft pick in 2018. And a, a note on that trade, Montreal Canadiens will be retaining 30% of uh, Dale Weiss's salary. So, Rick, we missed you. I'll let you go first. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, on this trade? Well, it's one of those those trades. I, I mean, we we knew that um, we, we were pretty sure anyway that Dallas was going, um, and um, and that Thomas Fleischman could be a you know a, a fit somewhere. Um, Stan Bowman was in in town. Unfortunately, he didn't get to see Dallas up close and in person because he was uh, ill that night. Um, which set off all sorts of speculation, but the trade was done. And um, wow, um, you know, Stan Bowman is is certainly adding pieces, and we'll, we'll talk about him a little bit later. But for the Canadians, uh, it's kind of one of those, eh, you know. Um, the good part is, you know, well, he was a first round uh, draft choice um, a few years back, um, and. Uh, you know, is is seen as a as a leader type of player, a, a, a player that a, a character guy, if you will. Um, he's always moving out there. His 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 feet are always moving. And got, you know, as for hands, um, he he put up some numbers in in the queue, but uh, hasn't done so since. Um, and um, you know, uh, uh, he can be a penalty killer. He can he can um, be an energy sort of guy. But I guess I guess the my my reaction is don't we have one of those don't we have three of those don't we have you know how does this guy fit in when you have Lars Eller David Darnay Tori Mitchell Jakob De La Rose I you know you've you've got you've you've got at least five guys uh, five centers there. Um, who are all competing for kind of the same two spots. 
and says to me that, you know, whether it be uh, Eller, whether it be Mitchell, whether it be De La Rose, I think Dayarnay is off the table because of his injury. But one of those three guys is not going to be a Montreal Canadian on Monday. Um, and in that case, have you made the team better? I'm, I don't know. I, I don't I don't like the 30% retention on the salary, like you mentioned. Um, I don't like that we have to wait three drafts to find out, um, you know, who, what the return is going to be. And then what, three or four years after that, as far as the development goes, um, it's just, a it's just another typical Bergevin trade. Unfortunately, I, I think. I have a, a similar uh, reaction to you, but when I look at the trade, I'm, we have, what were we expecting to get for somebody like Dale Weiss and uh, Thomas Fleischman? I know earlier in the week uh, there was uh, Craig Custance from ESPN who who sent out a tweet saying that he shared at the asking price apparently for Dale Weiss as a second and a third down draft pick. So I found that a little bit uh, a lot. Realistically, I think based on what we saw the Leafs get in their uh, pride trades, I think a second round draft pick was fair. I wasn't expecting it to be in three years, like uh, like you mentioned. So when it comes to second-round pick, I think that's fair. But for Weiss and Fleischman, Fleischman, I don't think he had any value, regardless, uh, even if he was in, uh, traded on his own. Dale Weiss, a second-round draft pick, I think that's fair. And I don't think we could have been expecting more. Like, what were we expecting to get from these guys? Were we expecting to get, like, a, a top-six forward that the Canadians need? With Dale Weiss? No, well, at least not in my opinion. No, I I think you're right. And and if you if you do that, if you if you if you isolate on on the pieces, if you isolate on Weiss and Fleischman and you look at Deno, you can you can kind of rationalize that okay, you know, as you're asking, what else could we have have, have the Canadians? What what else could they have gotten? You can rationalize it, but but I guess when you pull back and you look at the team, uh, as does does this make the team better? Because I think not only do you have to, you know, I, I, this this is what else are you going to have to give up to to free up um, mm-hmm. in your lineup, and um, and you know, it, would you rather have? Um, Jakob De La Rose in that third third line center spot, or do you want Dano? Do you want uh, Darnay in that spot? Do you want um, Eller in that spot? I, you know, I I I just don't know. And and you know, I I take all of the scouting reports on Dano. He's 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 speedy. He's intelligent. Plays a two way game. Um, I guess the other part when I hear those kinds of things, I think, uh oh. This is a Tarian player, um, and and everyone other than Chris G thinks that Tarian is not <laughs> going to be here next year. So this is this this sets off, I think, alarm bells too for those fans that are assuming that that Tarian is going to be uh, gone in the summer. Um, looks like looks like Bergevin has gone out and got a Tarian kind of player. Uh, just for the record, before I respond to that. Uh, I agree that Terry during the off season, I don't think he's coming back next year. Uh, I think where we, well, I think where we disagree is I think 
he takes too much too much blame for what's going on right now. But but you know, let's make this a Terry and free show as much as we could. <laughs> so to, so the scouting, yeah yeah, the, the scouting report that uh, that I saw from Bob McKenzie, he tweeted out last night. He said bottom six forward, he can play up and down the lineup. Speedy, like you mentioned, strong penalty killer, face-offs. So like you said uh, uh, earlier, it seems like we have already those type of uh, of players. But I was just thinking mostly as, you know, what else could we have gotten for Dale Weiss? And also, we heard those reports that Dale Weiss' asking price was almost uh, $4 million a year. So I think that's uh, that's way too much money to spend on the um, on a deal. We so considering the Canadians, they're not not a playoff team this year. Not to risk him to lose for anything. Get this guy back. Uh, Dono. He was playing what third, fourth line in Chicago. So that means for the Canadians, he's probably a top six forward, right? Probably not playing <laughs> the first line. But uh, but that being said, I also agree with what you said earlier that. To me, this seems like there's another deal coming up. I'm just not convinced that'll be before Monday. I think that it might also be during uh, the uh, the off season where these the center position, the top uh, the three centers, the four centers. I see it more of a big change happening during the off season than uh, before uh, before Monday. Yeah, no, you're right there. Um, but uh, you know, for a team that's looking for offense. Um, one goal in 30 games uh, for the Blackhawks this year. Yeah, for sure. And and sorry, I just got distracted a bit from uh, from breaking news. Apparently, James Reimer has been traded to the Sharks, so um, so we won't see him in the lineup tonight. At uh, the Bell Center, Jonathan Bringer was already confirmed as uh, the starting uh, goaltender. So so that. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about the Leafs again when we're talking about our poll question. So we'll, we'll leave that aside for uh, for the moment. So the uh, you might remember you might remember though that in uh, an early December show when when we knew that Kerry was out, I was I was kind of advocating for Bergevin to go after Reimer um, to carry out the rest of the season. But anyway, yeah. just as an aside. Yeah, and just uh, it looks like we have the the, the trades. Uh, details confirmed: Reimer and Jeremy uh, Morin going to San Jose for Alex Stalock, Ben Smith, and he, another 2018 fourth-round draft pick. So <laughs> it's already a couple of years out. Okay, so back to the Habs. The, we know the Blackhawks are going to get a good player, Dale Weiss, who's going to help them in the playoffs. He he's a guy who's who's always showed up in, in Thomas Fleischman. It was obvious he was getting shopped around because, well, he got a lot of ice time over the um, the last couple of games. And we found out that uh, Tom Gilbert, he'll be out for the rest of uh, the season. He, with a left knee, he had surgery, so he's out for the season. And that's a shame because he would have been a good asset for the Canadians to, uh, to trade away at trade deadline. So Rick, we you touched upon it a bit earlier. Uh, we've seen Canadians or the scouts of the Blackhawks, LA, Columbus. Uh, those are the teams that we've seen around the Montreal Canadiens a lot lately, and the San Jose Sharks. But I think that could be related to the fact that Canadians are playing the Sharks on Monday. Are you expecting any other moves for uh, for the Montreal Canadiens before deadline? 
Well, it's interesting because, uh, you know, all the focus has been on the, the pending unrestricted free agents. Um, Wies, Fleischman, Gilbert, um, Scrivens, Bartley, Byron. Um, and, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's scratch some names off the list there. Wies and Fleischman are gone. Chicago, as you said, is injured. Um, I, there's no way they're, they're letting Scrivens go um, at, at, and, unless they miraculously know something about Kerry, and that's a whole other topic. Um, and Byron got signed last week. So um, the only unrestricted free agent left is Victor Bartley. And, I mean, you know, he's played one game, 10, 10 11 minutes, whatever he got in. Um, with the Canadians, is is he going to be? I I don't I don't see that. Down on the down in St. John's, the unrestricted free agents are Gabriel Dumont. He just came from an injury. Uh, but Holloway, um, who's actually leading the team in scoring, um, and the infamous John Scott. <laughs> I don't think I don't see him getting traded again this this year. Um, so then, I mean, that's the that's the fringe, right? Um, th- those are the players who are not coming back. So then it kind of, you're looking at some of the players from the core um, and and who's been involved in rumors. Um, Lars Zeller this week, Alex Galchenyuk. Um, I I would throw Tori Mitchell into that, that group. Um, you know, we heard if, Emlyn. We, we've heard Emlyn's name as well. We've heard Emlyn as well. Yeah, you're right. Um, these are, these are, you know, and, and if, if Bergevin can get a, um, you know, a tremendous deal for any of those, I I haven't seen, um, you know, uh, Bergevin be successful at, at that kind of trade. Um, but if he can pull off his, his first significant trade in that regard, then go ahead. But I, I, I just don't know. Um, I guess out of, out of that group, um, I could see each of them in their own right being attractive to to a, a playoff bound team. Yeah, for sure. I think um, those are the same names that I have in mind of players that could be interest to other teams. But I think right now, if um, at this point to make a big trade to try to improve the team, because with the names like Eller where Galchenyuk or Emelin, if you trade these guys, you want to get something back that will help your team immediately. It's not like Dale Weiss or Fleischman where, you know what, you're at a risk of losing these guys for nothing, so you can wait for a draft pick uh, Okay, three years later. Guys like uh, from the core, if you trade them, it's somebody to improve your team right away. And I don't think that's something that Canadians would be able to get a good deal here at trade deadline. I think they'd be better off for more of a long-term deal to wait for uh, for the off-season and uh, get that done, whether it be draft day or uh, whenever uh, whenever before the next season starts. Uh, th- it was also tweeted out by uh, James Murphy. He, he tweeted out that apparently Montreal is listening to offers for everybody on their roster except for uh, P.K. Subban and Carey uh, Price. So... If that's true, that means the Canadians Untouchables are P.K. Subban and Carey Price. So every year here on Habs360, we go through this exercise. 
where we, who and we mentioned who we think our untouchables are. So I can go first, and I've mentioned this before, but I think as a general manager, you should listen. That as a general manager, you should listen to trades for every single player on your team. But there are a couple of players where it will take a lot. When I mean a lot, like a lot, before I even consider. Uh, trading them and to me my list those players are there's four on my list there's Carrie Price there's P.K. Subban there's Alex Galchenyuk and Brendan Gallagher I think those are the four players where it would take a team a lot like a kind of a deal where I think the other general manager is high he's drunk or uh, or something one name that I've that I've had in the past that I've removed from the list is uh, his Canadian captain Max Pacioretty. I don't know. He he's been okay. He's been putting up the numbers this year as he always has. But I don't know. I want to cut down the list, so I, that's the name that I uh, that I cut out. <laughs> Rick, which players? Uh, if you got if you, you got a call from another general manager, you'd say you know what you got the wrong number and you hang up on him. Yeah, I think well, Price obviously, Subban, um, um, Gallagher, uh, and and I I agree with you, Galchenyuk. Um, uh, you know, we as, as far as Pacioretty, uh, the the name was uh, floated briefly that that he might be available, and that was shut down pretty quick. That um, um, I I forget who it was. It was Drager or no, it was the Sportsnet guys that said they they got. I think it was Darren Millard that said they got a uh, a text from a couple of texts from general managers saying um, other than than Bergevin saying there's no way uh, Patchetti's not available. Uh, Patchetti is just he's got a, a you know a cap friendly uh, contract. Um, I think he's been. He's he's been uh, perhaps overly maligned this this season. Um, he hasn't had much to with uh, Darren A and Weiss uh, for a good portion of the season. He hasn't had much to work with. Uh, I think he's uh, struggled a bit with the the captain's man- mantle. He'll grow into that, um, and um, I, I I wouldn't see trading him. As far as uh, you know, um, anybody else beyond that, I I. Would be really reluctant to toss some of the, um, the prospects. prospects into that, like McCarron. Um, I, I think that that general managers around the league, um, in fact, I've I've been hearing this from the scouts when I've been out there. They like them a lot, and I think that a lot of them are. Um, that would be the first question: is is McCarron available? Um, you know, McCarron is is. Uh, is his skating leaves a little bit to be desired, but um um and and some of his his decisions um but yeah, it would take a lot for me to move a player like McCarran. Is there any other prospects or that uh that you wouldn't trade or is it Ms. McCarran the guy up there? Yeah, I, I, you know, as far as uh, I I don't think I would um I wouldn't um, I think he's he's um, interview um, Chris H went over there and uh, and interviewed him uh, with Trelunda a week ago and uh, the coach speaks of him the way he's playing 
trade to Arturi Lekkonen, um, Noah, Noah Jolson as well. Um, and, um, you know, if you, if you gave me a good offer on Sherback, um, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to listen um, and probably most of the other prospects. All right, so so let us know. We spoke about a lot. Your, your comments on the Weiss-Fleischman trade. Who are your list of untouchables? Are you expecting any other moves uh, for the Montreal Canadiens prior to trade deadline? You can let us know via Twitter, at Habs360. You can also visit the All Habs Facebook page. Leave your comments there, and we'll be uh, reading them out later on today's episode. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, our winners and our losers of the week, don't miss it. Stay with us. This is the Habs 360 podcast featured on allhabs.net. For the most trusted source of news, analysis, and features about the Montreal Canadiens, their affiliates, and their prospects, log in to allhabs.net, your year-round resource for anything Habs-related. That's allhabs.net. If you missed a recent episode of the Habs 360 podcast, Visit the podcast page on allhabs.net or search Habs360 on iTunes for our archives. Want to make sure you never miss another episode? Subscribe to Habs360 on iTunes and all new episodes will automatically download for you. In every city around the world, sports fans flock to popular watering holes to share a few pints, some good grub, and to cheer for their team. Think your favorite sports bar deserves to be recognized? Or are you traveling to a new place and need to find the perfect spot to watch a game? HockeyPub.com is the answer. Find out where the best spots are in your city to eat, drink, and meet fellow fans. HockeyPub.com Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. We are specifically interested in individuals who have education and or experience in the following areas. Sports writing, translation, editing, forum administration, social media administration, multimedia, graphic design, web development and user support, event planning, and sponsorship and marketing. If you are bright, loyal, passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit allhabs.net and click the Join Our Team tab today. This is the Habs 360 Podcast. Featured on allhabs.net. And now it's time for this week's winners and losers on Habs 360. All right, it's episode 169 of the Habs 360 podcast. Chris G. along with uh, Rick Stevens. We heard the uh, the bumper. It's time for the winners and losers of the week. And Rick, this week, let's start with uh, the winners. Sure, we can do that. Um, start with a couple of quick ones first. Um, Alex Galchenyuk had uh, he's, he's he's perked up and and seems to have regained that that good chemistry with uh, with Lars Eller. Uh, you know, in that surprise game against the Capitals, um, 
that line was was pretty fierce. Uh, Alex Galchenyuk had two goals. Um, we can toss uh, Greg Pattern into that group. He he played pretty well, uh, tw- more than 21 minutes, so a career high for him. Um, and Jakob De La Rose, uh, the last couple of games, has, has uh, been getting more ice time, looks very comfortable in the third line role, um, 60% on the face-offs against the Caps. Um, so uh, that that young group of players, um, I, I think, um, has – it, with getting more playing time, has been really showing what they can do. So we're gonna we're gonna toss a, a nomination um, to the, the young guns of of the Canadian. I'll I'll just add a bit on Alex Galchenyuk. He scored his 16th goal of the season against the Washington Capitals, and we've seen him. He's been playing amazing, awesome. I don't know what the verb is, but he's been playing really well. The game against the Capitals, it was his third multi-goal game of the season. He leads the Canadians uh, in that stat. And in fact, last year, he also had three multiple-goal games. So he scored seven goals in that uh, three-game period. And I guess my, my my Debbie Downer comment on that is, you know, Alex, spread the goals out over instead of bunching them up together. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, but like like Patch, right? They they they're street goal scorers or snipers are kind yeah. of streaky, right? Yeah. Um, the second person we're going to add to that uh, list, uh, our nomination is Paul Byron, um, who went from being on the um, you know will he be traded uh, pending uh, unrestricted to him. Uh, signing a new contract, a three-year contract this this week, and if we're looking at the whole season, he went from being a, a waiver wire pickup to playing a, a, a big bottom six role. Uh, he's been a really nice addition. Um, I, I I didn't like how it came about, and I didn't like that, that uh, Jakob De La Rose was, um, you know, was was kind of. Punished and sent down. Uh, I would have liked to have seen him in the lineup all year round, but but Paul Byron's been a, a nice addition. I I don't know if I don't know if last week was the week to sign him. I I would have liked to have seen what other teams might have offered for him. Um, but um, but congratulations to him. He's he's uh, he's thrilled. He's um, he comes in um, you know with a. Uh, a reasonable uh, cap friendly contract and and uh, congrats to Paul Byron. And uh, I'll, I'll give my comments on uh, Byron in a second. Rick, we're just having some uh, hearing uh, trouble hearing at some points. Would you be able to call us back in? Yeah, sure, I can do that. Okay. So so my comments on uh, Paul Byron are very similar to uh, what Rick mentioned. It's a three year contract, three and a half million dollars. I think it was a fair contract. But what's the hurry? In the beginning of the season, he went through waivers. 29 other teams had the opportunity to uh, to sign him and to pick him up for free. And, well, they they didn't. And, well, so what was the hurry? What was the hurry of Mark Bergevin to sign uh, Paul Byron? Is that his number one priority? We've, we've mentioned through lengths and lengths on the different issues that the Montchalk Canadians have, but uh, Paul Paul Byron, not sure. I think he could have tackled, especially right before 
uh, trade deadline. I think he had a, a bigger priority. But that being said, I think in terms of the money, the contract, the the, the term, it was fair. But the timing, I think, uh, I think it sucked. But in regards to that, Paul Byron, well-deserved. He's proven himself with uh, the Canadians so far. So congratulations to, uh, to him. Rick? Want to go to yeah. your next to the next runner-up? Uh, did I hear that right? That you were just agreeing with everything I said? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is rare. This is really rare. Um, the next person on the list is um, Morgan Ellis. Um, Morgan Ellis um, got his first uh, NHL call-up last night. Um, he is unlikely to play um, tonight against the Leafs. Uh, but still, a big, um, a big thrill for for Ellis. Uh, Morgan Ellis has been the uh, Ice Caps' best defenseman uh, this season. At 12 goals, 19 assists, 31 points, is a plus eight on uh, on a team that's full of minus players. Uh, the Ice Caps uh, are a bit leaky uh, defensively and in goals, so um, he's putting up good numbers. Um, He's one on a very young team. He's one of the the leaders um, of that team. Uh, just his 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 poise, um, leadership uh, on and off the ice is is very impressive. He um, got his first uh, trip to the AHL All Star Game uh, last month with Mike McCarron. Uh and this this for a guy who spent more than half the season last year uh, in the ECHL in Wheeling. Um, 39 games uh, down there, and and you know there was some questions last year whether he indeed, um, you know whether he was kind of at the end of his his rope, um, but um, just uh, goes to the strength of his character. Um, he came back last season. He's he's been dynamite this season, and um, he's one of those kinds of players that when you see him, you, you wonder, you know. There's nothing spectacular there, but he just makes very good decisions. Very smart player, and uh, I'm anxious to see him in the uh, uh, Canadians lineup and get his his first NHL game under his belt. Uh, same thing for me. I haven't seen him play uh, much. The only what I know about him is that he's been in the AHL for what, uh, including his time with the ECHL last year for four years. I'm just curious to see, like, why has why did it take him so long for him to come to the NHL? But uh, congratulations, he'll get to play his first game. Oh no, sorry, we don't know yet. He's not playing tonight, but uh, we'll be anxious to see him. Yeah, absolutely. And if if you're uh, looking to um, uh, learn more about him, uh, we've got some um, interviews uh, that we got we had at the uh, at the AHL All Star Game uh, on IcecapsHockeyReport.com, um, where where there's both audio and video of Morgan Ellis uh, and Mike McCarron, uh, who's also going to be who will be in the the lineup tonight. Um, uh, at least it looks like uh, he'll get a uh, his second shot at uh, at the NHL. The um, the winner of the week. And this, uh, uh, it's not, it's not a Canadian, although there's some Canadian ties there. Uh, has got to go to. Uh, we can't, we can't ignore it. It's got to go to Stan Bowman. And if t- our our buddy Tony is listening, uh, I know this will make his day. 
uh, Stan Bowman, who, um, uh, you know, he just keeps, he just keeps doing it in, in when, when Canadians fans are told that, you know, trades are really, really hard by their general manager and that, Oh, you, you know, this isn't, um, this isn't PlayStation. Uh, Stan Bowman just keeps doing it. He, he's forced to, to trade, uh, a key player like Brandon saw it at, at the beginning of the year. And, you know, his team just keeps winning. He finds pieces and he's, Again, um, one of the the most coveted uh, players at the trade deadline, Andrew Ladd, adds him. A a couple of of nice pieces in Dale Weiss and uh, Thomas Fleischman um, uh, from the Canadians, and he picks up Erhoff to shore up his defense. Um, And and without taking away anything from, from their core, um, he he got both the Jets and the the Habs to to hang on to salary, um, so it's it's it helps with their cap. Uh, you know, he's got to be one of the best general managers in in the uh, league right now, and um, I I just hats off to him. He's doing an incredible job. And what what impressed me the most from uh, from the Blackhawks from uh, the Bowman is that they've identified a core of hockey players and the rest, they just keep rotating, but they still manage to find a, a good set of 23 guys on the roster to always give them a shot to uh, for the Stanley Cup. So congratulations to uh, Scott. Uh, Scott. Let's make it general to the whole Bowman family, I guess, for uh, <laughs> for what they've been doing this week. Rick, now the uh, probably our least favorite part the losers of the week. Losers of the week. And there's always, unfortunately, uh, there has been plenty to choose from. Um, yeah, we're, we're just going to toss a, a couple in and, and just mainly because they've been uh, big stories this week. Um, I guess the, um, the, the one that, that kind of got a lot of attention was the puck tossing into the crowd after the, uh, the public practice, the probable practice, uh, last week, last Sunday, um, it, uh, the puck unfortunately struck a a young baby and, uh, and, uh, the baby received a concussion and needed some medical attention thrown by PK Subban. Uh, we're not laying blame. We're not calling PK Subban a loser. We're not calling the parents of, of the child, as many did, many of the the Subban cheerleaders were all over the the parents. Um, uh, we're not laying blame here. Um, uh, it's just a, an unfortunate incident. I, I I I was really disappointed to see the way Canadians fans reacted to this, uh, picking sides, uh, jumping on Subban, jumping on the parents. Um, uh, I I think for that reason. Um, uh, it, it became it be, for that reason uh, it's in the loser of the week column because it, it was a very unfortunate story um, the, it, the Canadians some some fans were even upset that that uh, we even reported it because um, said we're jumping on Subban well it's, it's, it's a significant story in that the Canadians are considering changing their policy uh, on tossing pucks um, and uh so I, I, you know, I, I for the divisiveness of the issue, I, I think we're tossing it into the loser category. 
And the good news out of this is everybody was okay. The, the baby is okay. And you know, the family was has been invited to watch a game from a sweep at the Bell Center. Um, next on the list is, um, you know, uh, the Canadian's uh, on-ice product isn't the only one that's <laughs> that's been in the toilet this season. Um, the entire organization, um, you know, from from the farm team to, and we've we've spoken um, before. We've had the the marketing folks on our loser list, but they've got to go there again. I'm sorry. Um, the the mess they made of celebrating their one millionth follower on on Twitter is just um, inexcusable. It's just absolutely inexcusable that that you wouldn't have run through scenarios of of um, you know what bad can come out of this, uh, given all the 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 difficulties they had this year and and. Um, you know, most people know the story. They they wanted to celebrate um, their one millionth uh, follower, so they set up an automated response system with a third-party group. Um, and unfortunately, we're we're going to toss some negatives to to uh, the people who tried to create mischief and created fake accounts and and uh, with uh, disgusting uh, Twitter names, uh, so that so that they could get uh, a Canadian's jersey with that disgusting Twitter name on the back. And we won't, we won't mention what those are. Um, so the Canadians apologize. The company that they hired, Floix, uh, they apologize. I thought it was interesting um, that, that, and I'm sure it's just coincidental, that Floix said it was a failure of execution. <laughs> I thought, who's writing their press statements? Is is it uh, Michelle Terrian? Um Anyway, uh, it's just uh, it's, it's been a bad year all around, and and this just fit right into that. Yeah, and what disappointed me about the the apology is that a lot of the blame was uh, for the Canadians tossed to either Floix and let's I'll just read you a piece of it, it says. We executed the campaign using a third-party provider, Floix, as suggested to us by Twitter Canada. So there you go. They're blaming Floix. They're blaming Twitter Canada. Unfortunately, due to human error on the part of the third-party provider, the profanity filter was not activated when setting up the campaign, and a handful of offensive and inappropriate Twitter handles and tweets were not flagged and properly uh, blocked. So for this, uh, for the Canadian's marketing department, We'll leave it with uh, these parting words. Excuses are for losers. So there you go. So that's why they're on the, that's why they're on the, in nominee this week. Exactly, and you know uh, the profanity filter. Uh, that's something the Canadians, the Canadians themselves, need to insist on. They need to do practice runs. Uh, the thing that bothers me with these the Twitter account, the, the moronic stuff that is tweeted from the Canadians official Twitter account, why do you leave your brand in the hands of of interns and part-time employees? And the other part of this is they were really slow to react when when things started happening, really slow. So did everybody go to bed and, and you know, it was just the, the interns that were managing the Twitter account? It, you're right. They were quick to, to kind of shuffle the blame, but they deserve a, a, a good helping of it um, because they they failed too. 
Um, okay. our, our, go ahead. No, no, just in, who's our next uh, runner-up? Well, this, this, we're, we're, I, we're, we're just going to jump to the winner of the losers here. We're going to jump to the loser sure. of the week. Um, it's Mark Bergevin. It's Mark Bergevin. And I know he's found the, the, the loser of the week, and we don't like to, you know, harp on anybody, but. Is it for his beard? Anything. Yeah, for his beard. Yeah, his his uh, that 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 homeless kind of look. Um, it, it that too, but um, I, and and we don't want to go back too far here. Um, but a month ago, when he had, uh, he said was uh, he was forced into a decision. Uh, he had too many defensemen, so he had to trade a defenseman. His choice was to trade Jared Tenorti, not Tom Gilbert, when everybody thought Tom Gilbert's not going to be here at the end of the year. Tom Gilbert's not going to be here next year. Tom Gilbert uh, is not needed for a playoff run because it was signs in on January 15th where the, the Canadians weren't there anyway. But instead, he traded Jared Tenorti. And now what happened? Tom Gilbert is is out for the season. And while he couldn't have predicted that, that Gilbert would have been um, out for the season, well, what, what was, if you're going to trade him in February, why wouldn't you have traded him in January? Um, it, it, it would have kept him out of that mess with, with John Scott. And, and, you know, John Scott has been, saw him again in Binghamton, the Canadians were, or the um, ice caps were getting beat up all over the ice. Each one of them, you know, was standing up for themselves and standing up for their teammates. John Scott was asleep. Um, John Scott had his first fight last night in, uh, he's played 11 games, I think, had his first fight last night. Um, he hasn't been what the Canadians wanted. Mark Bergevin made a huge mess of that. Um, and particularly with respect to Jared Tenorti and Tom Gilbert, it's 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 reinforced how bad that trade was and how bad that decision was. And Canadians got some bad luck in the terms of sports injuries uh, this week. Jeff Petrie out with a sports hernia, out for the season. Uh, Tom Gilbert, as you mentioned, uh, Nathan Boyer is out with the lower body injury for uh, two to three weeks. So at the beginning of the season, or we well, you mentioned over a couple of seasons that they never have enough defensemen and all this depth that the Canadians had at the beginning of the season. Well, now it's gone to the point where, you know, no disrespect, but Morgan, Morgan Ellis has to play. Vic Barkley has to play for uh, the Montreal Canadians. And well, just a side note, Jared Tenorti, Played six games with Arizona, uh, 14 minutes of uh, ice time. So, uh, Mark Bergevin, he is our loser of the week. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side, more big news in, t- in terms of uh, recovery of an injury. And we'll be reading your tweets and your comments on Facebook. Stay with us. This is the Habs. 360 podcast feature on Habs.net. Habs 360 is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. 
Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. Hi, I'm Chris G. The Habs360 podcast and Anthony from r2canvas.com are pleased to announce the return of the Habs contest this season. The contest will run during every Habs home game in the regular season and will give you the opportunity to win a great prize courtesy of r2canvas.com. Listen to the Habs360 podcast and follow Habs360 and Habs Happy on Twitter for more details. And for high-quality canvas art at a reasonable price, visit r2canvas.com. Good luck. Want the latest Habs news with game previews, reviews, and highlights? How about full coverage of development camps and special events? Looking to follow the St. John's Ice Caps or the Brampton Beast more closely this season? Perhaps you'd like to learn more about team prospects. Would you like a place to socialize with hockey fans all over the world? We've got what you're looking for at allhabs.net, the place where you'll find everything you need to be the most informed and connected Habs fan around. Allhabs.net. If you're a business owner looking for the perfect platform to reach a targeted audience of customers, Rocket Sports Media is the solution. Our global hockey community provides unmatched social media reach to an attentive demographic of sports and entertainment fans. We can provide visibility to your company, helping you to engage and leverage this prime group of potential clientele. In addition, we also offer sponsorship opportunities for fan events and featured areas of website content, giving you name and logo recognition. Visit rocketsportsmedia.com to contact us for further details and information regarding this unique marketing opportunity. This is the Habs 360 podcast, featured on allhabs.net. Well, I told you guys when I got the update, and uh, I will be pleased to give you some update. And today I got some update to carry. We'll, um, uh, we'll put it here for the first time uh, this afternoon at the Bell Center. This is the next step, and uh, we're all happy about that. So that was Michel Terrier yesterday uh, confirming that Carey Price started to skate with equipment at the Bell Center with uh, no cameras, no media allowed to see it. And it was the same thing again today, Carey Price skating with equipment at uh, the Bell Center. And Rick, I have to be honest with you, uh, prior to that announcement being made yesterday, I was expecting, I was actually telling people that I was expecting on Monday when Mark Bergevin uh, comes out following the trade deadline for his, um, I guess, his trade deadline wrap-up, I was expecting him at that time to announce that Carey Price is shut down for uh, for the season. But now that this announcement was made where Carey Price is skating with equipment, he, they didn't go into more specific timelines. They said that if they had more details, they'd get, uh, they would inform us. But now, Rick... I'm convinced that Carey Price, he's going to play at least a couple of games before the end of the season. But the question is, why? I mean, why Why would you do that? Um, well, Rick, look, he, I, I agree with you with the why. What, what I'm thinking now, why I'm saying that I think he will, is because I think right at this point, if he doesn't, we're going to start saying he had a setback. 
Yeah. Okay. So, so it's a marketing reason. It's, it's, it's a reason so that, that, that the media shuts up and, and that, um, you know, the coaching and the, the coaching staff and the general manager can be right saying that, you know, uh, we told you he was going to be back. Is is that what this is all about? Uh, like, I I really don't understand why why you would put him in that situation. What's what's to be gained by Carey Price playing any games this year? You know, at this point, he's been um, out of out of action for so long. Um, you'd you'd almost want a goaltender like that to go through a training camp, right? Um, it's like being off for the summer. You, you'd want to, um, I understand, you know, his, his knee, uh, it, it might be stable enough. He might've rehabbed it enough, but just as far as, as, um, you know, being ready, his timing, all of that, that sort of thing. Uh, can he do that in, in practice? I, I just, I honest, honestly don't understand why. Why you would risk any more, any, any, uh, you know, reoccurrence to that injury or any other injuries because he's trying to compensate or trying to get back? I know he wants to be back in. I know he wants to be part of the team. I know, you know, um, the the Canadians don't want to to um, have a, you know, a, a continue this disaster that is their season. I know that Bergeron wants to protect. Um, Michelle Terrian so that, you know, he can say, ah, there, you know, Kerry won a couple of games. See, if Kerry was back, we would have had a great season. Let's continue on with next season, 2016, 17 Canadians with Kerry Price and, and David Darnay between Max Pacioretty and whoever, and our beloved Michelle Terrian behind the bench. This is ridiculous. This, 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 Michelle Terrian, I know this is Michelle Terrian free, free show, but he has presided over the worst collapse in franchise history. Um, it should be abundantly clear. And is that why you're bringing Carey Price back to try and save his job? I, I'm sorry. I, I just don't understand. I don't understand it. What do you, uh, what do you think of this possible theory that Carey Price wants to play in the World Cup and the Canadians want him to play a couple of games before he goes there so then people don't... Because if you wouldn't play with a Canadian and then his first game back is with the World Cup, then uh, Habs fans won't be happy with that. Well, I, I think he can play in the World Cup without playing uh, a couple of games. I, you know, I don't... Habs fans are going to complain no matter what happens. And if, if that's the reason you're going to bring him back, and I, I think it's, I, it's, I, I'm not saying your theory is, is, is silly um, because that's, that's plausible, but I think it's a bad reason uh, if that's the reason uh, for bringing him back for a few games. So there's a, a lot of reaction on Twitter for uh, for different topics that we've uh, spoken throughout today's episode. But one tweet that caught my attention, which was uh, sent out by Mike Commodore, and we know he likes to cause uh, trouble on the internet. He tweeted out about 40 minutes ago, he, write, he wrote, Lars Eller, play well tonight, then hashtag 
pack your shit. So that's quite uh, quite a tweet. And from all players, why is it become Lars Zeller? Okay, so a couple of tweets. First one comes from uh, uh, Karen from uh, Quebec City uh, in regards to whether there will be more moves. She writes, let's hope so because this really doesn't help us much. I mean, it doesn't help us for the future either. A Hawks second-round pick is like a fourth from Edmonton. The Hawks pick late. That's quite the uh, comparison. So thank you very much for uh, for uh, the the tweet. Our next tweet comes from uh, Trevor from Toronto. He writes, we have just given Chicago their next Stanley Cup, so let us make the most of it and get some scores with a 100% goalie back up. So thank you for the tweet. Next one comes from um, Schwabolza from the South Shore. In regards to what he's expecting as a next move, he writes, getting a fifth-round pick in 2020 for Subban or a similar trade. So thank you uh, very much. His comments on the trade, Jim Parker from Halifax, Nova Scotia, he writes, I'm unhappy to lose Dale. I don't even know this guy who is coming to Montreal. So well, if you listen to Half 36 in our first segment, you were able to get some more information on him. If you missed it, search us on uh, All Habs or on uh, iTunes. Next week comes from uh, Corey Desermo, who is the co-host of the Habs Banter podcast featured here on allhabs.net. Uh, and they have a special Monday edition following the trade deadline. He writes, I am pleased. Didn't expect more than a second for Weiss and happy with a 23-year-old NHL caliber center for a player like Flash. So, Rick, I think I probably should have uh, mentioned spoiler alert before I read his tweet. So, <laughs> sorry, if, sorry if I ruined that for you, Corey, for Monday. And the last tweet is comes from Randy Hansen from Guelph. He writes, Chicago wins the trade as they get the best players. Dano is not a game changer. Rick, we got some comments on Facebook as well. What are uh, people on uh, Facebook expecting from now until Monday from the Montreal Canadiens? Yeah, we asked the, uh, our um, our followers on, on Facebook their expectations. Um, from Michael, uh, he says, how about another undersized, underachieving forward who Tarion can make a healthy scratch until we end up buying him out? Uh, the Facebook people didn't get the memo that it's a Tarion free show Um, Ryan Johnson says I'm sure nothing will happen as usual I think Bergevin's beard is growing into his brain how on earth is he happy with this team Um, uh, Denise St. Vincent says uh, get rid of Tarion and not the players it's the coach who don't want to play for him he's ruining the young guys um, Trevor says Bergevin will probably spend the day trimming his beard. Um, Rick Lajeunesse says more than anything, we need a new coach. Nicola Bucci says, get rid of the coach. All these people, they didn't get the memo. Um, <laughs> Gord Linus says, if we keep Bergevin and Tarion after this year, the Maple Leafs will be better for the next decade uh, with Shanahan, Lamoureux, Mark Hunter, and Lemaire building a team. Um, my goodness. Um, Daniel Sauer says, I hope both Mark Bergevin and Michelle Terran will be very busy this weekend writing up their resignations. Wow, that's awesome. Um, 
Um, yeah, there's. I'm I'm skipping because because it's it's Bergevin and and Tarion are getting a lot of criticism here. Here's uh, one from Philip Gagne. He says trade Deharnay for an extra cheese poutine. Um, wow. There's and and it goes on and on and on. Uh, some of them thank Dale uh, Weiss for um, his his service. Um, and we'll end with uh, Linda Perry, who simply says, hurry up and fire the coach. Hmm. <laughs> a couple more tweets coming in. First one comes from uh, uh, Brad, and uh, he writes, maybe the Habs can find that elusive top six player in Mark Bergevin's beard. So there you go. There goes the, 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 the hate continues. Uh, Anthony, he writes, Habs would never dealt Weiss and Fleischman had they been in playoff contention. 11 points behind the 21 games left makes Canadian sellers. Also gives Habs management a chance to see what young prospects from the Ice Caps have to offer. Dream come true for these kids. So thank you very much for the tweet, Anthony. Uh, Iveta, a uh, All Habs team member, she writes, Hi, Chris and Rick. Absolutely don't think this was a smart trade at all. Rather would love to see... DD traded. I wish Dale good luck. So, a lot of us would like to see uh, David Diagne get traded. Mike, he writes, sad to see him go, but that's a much better return than I expected. Weiss was a great guy. And the last tweet that we'll read is in regards to the Untouchables. Comes from Montreal MTL EN88. He writes, Price and Subban for are 100% untouchable, Gallagher and Pacioretty 99%, and Galchenyuk is 95%. So so it's a list of five when it comes to uh, the um, untouchables. Thank you very much, everybody, for your uh, tweets. Well, what names, Rick, would come up on uh, All Habs for the untouchables on Facebook? Sorry. Brilliant. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get to that, but I want to be fair here, and I just found a response uh, to the expectations. T.C. Mahaney says, a larger contract for Michelle Therrien. (laughs) That might be sarcastic. And I should say he got hammered in the responses. But um, just to be fair, that might be a positive comment. Might be. We're not sure. (laughs) Um, As far as the untouchables, uh, Ron Kogler says, uh, I would say Price and Gallagher. Uh, Paul Dubé says, Price, P.K., Gallagher, that's it. Uh, maybe Pacioretty because he has a great contract. Phil DeBlau says uh, Price and Gallagher. Uh, to make a trade, you must have something to give. Steve uh, Colligan says Price, Subban, Galchenyuk, Gallagher, and McCarron. He tossed McCarron in. Um, now maybe he was listening earlier to us. Uh, Jonah Pittman says Price, PK, Galley, Chucky, and Pacioretty. Uh, Mike Batten says Carey Price. Um, and Brian Dubois says simply number 31 uh, and he would uh, I presumably uh, let uh, listen to offers for anyone else uh, that's a good question you know um, let's talk about hockey alright so let's talk about hockey uh, Andre the Canadians facing the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, tonight at the Bell Center, and that led to our little fun uh, Half360 poll question that was pinned on our profile. 
asking right now, would you rather be a Habs fan or a Leafs fan, knowing that the Leafs, they're rebuilding, they're getting rid of assets. We You heard it here at the top of the podcast, James Reimer was traded away to the San Jose Sharks. And well, overwhelming 87% of our respondents have voted for that they'd rather be a Habs fan and 13% have voted they'd rather be a, a Leafs fan. And well, I want I want to be fair, like like Rick mentioned earlier, and read uh, just a couple of the tweets that we uh, that we received. One of them says, um, "Leafs are three to five years behind the Oilers. What's wrong with you, stupid poll?" So thank you for those comments. Another one comes: <laughs> If we sold our whole team off, we could get a lot of picks too. Uh, next one comes from uh, Jean Luc uh, Jean Luca, sorry, from uh, Montreal. Habs are in limbo because of Price's absence. When Price is there, they are a higher end Eastern playoff team. So, uh, just to uh, respect Andre Markov, I want to tell you the Canadians did play two games since our last episode. They, they lost to Nashville two to one in the shootout, and they beat the um, the Capitals four to three on Wednesday night. Canadians. Right now, as we speak, they are five points away from a playoff spot, but there's four teams in between them and the second wildcard spot. So, Rick, I know the five doesn't seem like a lot considering that the Canadians have about 21 21 games left, but let's be realistic. Do you think Canadians have any hope of making it to the playoffs? I'm not counting on that. No. The Canadians aren't making the playoffs. Um, given the trajectory that they're on, they're not making the playoffs. And like, even if they did, um, you know, the the notion of get in and anything can happen, we know that that just isn't true. Um, rarely um, do you stumble in and and go anywhere. Uh, but the Canadians, as you said, there's there's too many there's too many teams in between and. Uh, the Canadians just aren't making the playoffs. I think what what is the case is, you know, they've picked up some some points in the last few games. That all that has done is increase that sadness ranking that we looked at a couple of weeks ago. I think last I checked, they still lead the sadness ranking. And just to remind uh, listeners, the sadness ranking is missing out on the playoffs and missing out on uh, a top five pick. I think the Canadians are kind of primed to do exactly that. Just miss out on the playoffs and, um, you know, miss out on a, on a top five pick. Uh, so, um, yeah, I know there's still some, some, they, they haven't been mathematically eliminated, but, um, uh, it, it's very, very difficult for them to make the playoffs and I don't see it happening. Yeah. And I think the fact that the Canadians traded Dale Weiss, that they traded the Thomas Fleischman, I think confirms to us that uh, they don't think either that uh, that they'll be making the playoffs. Well, we're going to go now to our Habs 360 hotline where we have somebody online. Hi, who's this? Okay, I guess we don't have anybody there. Hello? So that's just... Yes, hi, who's this? Justin. Hey, Justin. What's on your mind? Um, I'm just wondering what the deal with Eller is in regards to that. If you think maybe they'll be trading him or... Rick, I'll let you uh, tackle that one. Um, I, 
you know, his name has come up before. His he has been shopped before out of out of any of the players. Uh, Eller um, more so than their name, more so than than Plakanitz. Eller is going to um, receive the biggest uh, offer, biggest package back be- because he's been underutilized. I think when when I talk to scouts uh, and execs around the league, they're the Eller is the player that that says they would love to pry out of Montreal, and they would love to put him in a in a role where he can achieve his full potential. So, um, for that reason, um, I think he becomes an attractive piece to trade. For for the Canadians themselves, you know, you want more Ellers. You want more. Um, we we always talk about size. We talk about. Uh, particularly size and skill, skating. Eller is strong over his skates. He's strong on the forecheck. He's a tremendous playmaker. It Once he gets uh, wingers he can play with, um, he is a much better player than his numbers say. And um, I, from a Montreal Canadian selfish standpoint, we need more Ellers, uh, not fewer. And 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 I don't I don't see De La Rose and Eller as the same. Um, as the same player, I think Eller is a number two. Um, uh, De La Rose is a number three. Um, Galchenyuk as your number one center. That's that's a that's a strong down the middle that we haven't seen here for a very long time. And, and I think sense. if yeah, and I think if Eller does get traded, I don't expect it to happen before Monday. I would expect it more if it does happen to be during um, during the off season. Uh, what did you think of that trade the Canadians did yesterday? We send Fleischman going to the Blackhawks. Um, it was interesting, to say the least. I don't know you if think- there's a clear winner in the trade. No, that's for sure. We'll know in a couple of years. It'll we'll probably take five or six years, right? Because the draft pick will be uh, three years, uh, three years from now. There's Are a lot of like to- negative. There's a lot of negative talk on like on social media about it from fans, I guess. Like Weiss was pretty helpful to be traded again or to uh, signed for a few more years, but I don't know. I guess we'll see how it goes. And uh, what what about Carey Price? Do you want him to be to play before the end of the season? Um, I'd rather play it safe and just let him take the rest of the season off. I don't want to bring him back too soon and maybe like force another injury or just anything. I'd rather just let him sit out and get his rest. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm 100% support you on that. That's what I think as well. But I think you will be back. But if it was up to me, I'd uh, I'd have him set out for the rest of the season. Thank you very much yeah. for the call. We appreciate it. Thanks. All right, no problem. Thank you for listening as uh, as well. So, Rick, Habs fans, passionate. We just heard Justin there. He's looking forward to Monday. He's looking forward to see what's going to happen. Lars Eller is a, is a name that's uh, out there. So one thing for sure is that next week here on Habs 360, will we be talking about trades? We probably will. We'll either be talking about the trade the Canadians did or we'll be talking about trades that the Canadians didn't do and we probably would have liked them to do. So there'll still be some more trade talk. And as well, the Canadians this week, they're going on the West Coast road trip right after the game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, next Saturday, we'll be in Winnipeg to end that four-game road trip against the uh, Winnipeg 
Jets. Rick, thank you very much. It's going to be an exciting week, and I look forward to talking about it next Saturday. Yeah, exactly. And uh, don't forget, uh, for their hot takes, as they branded it on Monday, uh, Habs Banter, featured on allhabs.net, uh, you'll be able to get uh, Corey's and Mark's uh, instant comments on anything that happened or did not happen. And, well, if you want to know what Corey thought about the Dale Weiss trade, uh, just listen back about 20 minutes ago, and you'll, you'll be able to uh, find out. So thank you very much, everybody, for your tweets, your Facebook comments. We really do appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next Saturday, 2 p.m. Eastern, for another edition of the Habs 360 Podcast. Enjoy the busy week coming up for the Canadians and the entire NHL. For the latest news on the Montreal Canadiens, follow us on Twitter at Habs360 and visit allhabs.net.